and welcome back to another episode of Babbles with Besties. I'm Maddie and in this podcast series I chat with some of my friends about topics that matter to them and hopefully to you too. Today I am joined by one of my closest friends and we have literally been talking about doing a podcast forever so I'm so excited that we're finally here. So Kiara, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey Maddie, I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing great. We're currently sitting in your closet, so that's exciting. Yeah, we have not upgraded since last episode. We are still currently residing in the closet. Look, it's gotten a bit tidier, but hey, like I'll get there in the end. Oh yeah, I noticed that. You've done a little renovation. Done a little bit of a renovation project situation. Besides recording the podcast, what have you got going on? Well, obviously I'm seeing you, so that was pretty exciting. And I haven't actually told you this, but tonight I'm going on a date with a guy I've been chatting to. Okay, you do tell. So we met online and we've been chatting for a little bit. We do have some mutual friends, which I was pretty excited to hear about. Right, okay. And he said he's taking me to this bar in the city tonight and he's like texted me the address. So it looks like he's had everything planned out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's so exciting. Okay, well, maybe we'll have to have you back on to hear the story. But um, funny you should say that because I also went on an online date last night. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit hung. So I'm going to try bring the energy for this episode today, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, I guess it's pretty funny that we both happen to be going on online dates within a couple of days of each other, which I assume is why you've brought that topic to the podcast today. The thing is, yeah, I brought it up because I know we're going to be delving into that topic a bit later, but it's also just constantly happening in our lives. I feel like it's either me or you always coming to each other with like stories about going on dates from online dating. So it's kind of just our everyday lives. Yeah, it's almost like we're just bringing one of our regular conversations, but just to the podcast. So really, it's actually no different. I mean, we're just having a chat and you're here listening to us. So before we get into the conversation for today, I always like to start each episode with sharing a little bit about you, a little bit about our friendship, because from memory, we met in high school, but definitely towards the end of high school is when we became friends friends and like yeah we weren't necessarily close and I think it was sort of after high school that that's when our friendship really like blossomed and we actually started like connecting and that kind of thing yeah so I totally agree I think in high school um you're kind of confided to your little social groups and whilst you might have friends in other groups like we weren't in the same social group but we were always good friends and then as soon as high school ends you can explore those connections a bit more we're pretty much inseparable now I know it's actually so funny Kiara will send me like essays worth of text like she's that girl that sends like text 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 and then if I don't respond maybe within like two hours I get an are you okay message she's like are you okay is everything all right are you still alive and I'm like bitch I was asleep (laughs) yeah but you make it out as if you don't do the same yeah I definitely think I have friends where I'm like I won't chat to them for a while and then we catch up and we just pick up where we left off and that's all fine and good but then I think with you it's kind of like it's constant we're constantly chatting to each other and I think if we miss even one or two days it just feels a bit weird I really like our friendship though like I love our dynamic and I love how constantly we talk to each other and how like I don't know how close we are yeah something super cute about us as well that you might want to know is we are pretty basic bitches we love the <laughs> bachelor not even a guilty pleasure we absolutely love it and Kiara did the cutest thing for the bachelor finale like a couple of weeks ago I bought us both roses I thought it'd be really cute and I actually put some of the rose petals all over my bed so when she came over to watch it found we like... wow wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know I don't really know who was getting the real love story there the bachelor or Maddie and I oh sweet yeah so basically 
basically our friendship consists of banter, batchy, baking. Kiara's an amazing baker. <laughs> and boys, which perfectly segues onto our discussion for today. And we are talking all things online dating. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Look, we're very single, and I think we'll be even more single after this, because no one's going to want to date us. For real, we are really um, shooting ourselves in the foot before we've even gotten out there. God, with a wingman like Ted, I might need to resort to meeting someone in a super desperate and lame way, like online. <laughs> online. Online. Oh my god, you told them? Okay, yes, I told them, but it's not a big deal. Lots of people meet on the internet. That whole seeing a stranger across a crowded room thing, that only happens in the movies. So, um, as we said, Kiara and I are both single. And, yeah, we definitely have profiles on some of the main dating apps. Um, which is quite interesting because I, I don't know about you, but I never thought that I would be the kind of person to ever, ever, ever try online dating. And I think the reason for that is back in the day, like, no one online dated. There was definitely... I don't know, some sort of stigma associated with it. It was maybe seen as a bit weird, a bit desperate, like, hey, like, why can't you meet someone in the real world? But now I feel like with social media, now that it's become such a big part of our lives, it's definitely become so normalized to connect and chat and share our lives with people that we don't personally know. So I think in that sense, the dating scene has completely changed. Yeah, I think it's really weird. Like when I was making my profile, I had to go through this thinking process. Like so many people would see a small snippet into my life and I don't actually necessarily know all of these people or maybe I do, but I kind of got over that. I think you need to get over this whole... The stigma. Well, the stigma and just the internalized idea that everyone knows who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And there are so many dating apps out there right now. And just to throw some stats at you guys, there are 1.7 million Australians now involved in online dating. Majority are between the ages of 25 to 34. And the majority are also male, which I thought was quite interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I would have expected that. I feel like I've already seen all the guys on the dating apps. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going around now and I'm seeing repeats and I'm like, where are all the boys? Where are all the boys? Yeah. But I think COVID as well has obviously increased the popularity of online dating as well. I think during COVID, online dating is just so much more accepted. I know both you and I, we made our profiles during COVID and pretty much everyone we spoke to was on these online platforms during that time. And yeah, as you said, Maddie, no one's meeting people at right now. One, you can't really go out because it's lockdown laws. And two, because you're walking around wearing a mask, you can't really see what anyone looks like. Oh my God, that's so funny. That actually reminds me of an experience I had the other week. So I was on the train going home from work and I was obviously wearing a mask, as you do while taking public transport. But it wasn't like one of those cute, aesthetic coordinated with your outfit kind of mask it was a medical mask and while I was waiting at the station to go home I saw the hottest guy very much my type so I tried making eye contact kind of like giving him a bit of a smile but I quickly realized he had no idea what I was doing uh he couldn't see me behind the mask obviously which sucks because I feel like that could have been our meet cute and I feel like stuff like that just doesn't happen these days. Even because of the apps, people don't just like bump into someone in the street and ask for their number. I feel like people have lost like, lost a bit of courage maybe. I don't know. Look, I feel like 
I would be someone to do that and that's an anomaly. Like, if I did that, someone would look at me weird and be like, sorry, did you want directions? Like, it's just not the norm. And I feel like online dating has allowed people to branch out of their comfort zone and meet people. So I think it can be great too. Sorry, but this obviously isn't you. Yeah, obviously. You thought a young Denzel Washington was gonna show up for your Tinder date? You should have just swiped left. Wait. What do you mean swipe left? So before we get into some of our juicy online dating stories, which I'm sure is why you're all here, we thought that we would start with the profile because I mean, I know we're not meant to judge a book by its cover, but with online dating, when you're only really seeing a small visual snapshot of a person, unfortunately, you don't really have a choice. So if you are looking to find someone and meet someone that you think you're compatible with, it is important to get that right. So I sort of wanted to start with asking you, Kiara, what do you think makes a solid online profile considering you have one yourself? Yeah, so I think just because my perspective is like, I'm a woman, I'd be like looking at guys, so I can't really give both sides, but I'll give you like, you know, my yeah, just, true unfiltered, you know, opinion. Yeah, just your perspective. Yeah. Clearly we all want that. So first and foremost, I think it's really important to know that however many photos, prompts, bios you have, it's not just about filling a quota. You don't just want to slap on five photos that you took yesterday you should really take considered effort like the person i'm actually going on a date with tonight two of his photos one was of a dog and another one was a group photo where i couldn't even tell which one was him i really couldn't get a sense of him as a person it was only until he called me or we added each other on social media accounts that i really got to see a sense of him and that's really not how it goes. Like, I'm actually surprised I responded to him. Yeah, it's actually quite interesting because you were a little bit unsure about this guy. You were like, oh, I don't know. But then he called to um, plan the date. I was actually in the room being super sneaky and quiet no. while she was on the phone. Don't expose you. Don't He's going to hear this. He's absolutely not going to be listening. Don't worry. And then once you heard his voice, I think sometimes hearing someone's voice and knowing that there's a real person behind this profile, which is just so easy to sort of forget that they're actually a real person, I think hearing someone's voice actually like changes the game and makes you think hey like I kind of like this person I feel like for me the first photo needs to be of just you like I do not want to be seeing any group shots in your first image because I feel like everyone is so time poor they're swipe swipe swiping away I feel like I'm the same if I see a group photo as the first photo I'm not going to want to go and like look and see which person it is and I also have this other thing about group photos, which is going to sound really, really bad. And Kiara is like shaking her head right now. Should I not say this? No, it's fine. I'm just, you should see me right now with my face in my hands. Like, I know what she's about to say. Okay, I'm going to... Just do it. I'm going to, I'm just going to drop some truth. And if anyone's offended, shame, sorry. But whenever someone posts a group picture as their first image... You better believe it's never going to be the one in the group that you were interested in. That's right. If you're keen on the guy on the left, it's the guy on the right. If you're attracted to the girl on the right, it's the girl on the left. This is a rule that holds true time and time again. So personally, I always give the group shot the miss, which sucks because I could have missed out on meeting someone that was actually really great. Um, Something else that I think is super important, and I think you do too, is showing your personality, right? Yeah, so I really love animals and I'll make sure to include my dogs in some of the photos so people know I like dogs and it kind of gets the conversation going. Yeah, definitely. And I think because it is so hard to get a sense of someone's personality online. So, I mean, for me, I find the prompts really important. I think having a really good engaging prompt is a really 
helpful way to help the person looking for someone initiate a conversation it just makes it easier for them sometimes like if I see someone's profile and there's just like no opening for me to chat like either I won't match with them or I have to go with a hey how are you and that just makes for a really boring conversation like where do you even start you know what I mean so basically you want them to judge the book from its front cover but you really want them to open it up and start reading the pages and that's what these prompts do I would probably say like maybe like have some variety in your images as well right really like mix it up like not having all selfies or that kind of thing look my pet peeve is filters i just hate those filters where they have like dog ears or like roses on their cheeks it's very obvious it's a filter and i'm actually not sure what these people are trying to achieve from it because it clearly doesn't look like you yeah absolutely and just going off what you just said about not looking like you i feel like boys are super guilty of doing this one but they'll post photos from like five years ago and they look absolutely nothing like their current photos so I think it's really important to have up-to-date photos that actually look like you because if it gets to the point that hey you are going on a date it's going to be super awkward if you don't look like your photo and I've had that experience before literally I went on a date with someone and then they showed up with long hair that was not on their profile I actually remember Maddie texting me on the I day. didn't recognize the guy. I was like, where are you texting him? He was right in front of me. And she like texted me and goes, he looks a bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with long hair, but like it would just be nice to know kind of thing. So keeping it super... Um, keeping it real. Keeping it real. Oh, I'd love to make out with this guy. I thought you said you were 26. I was in that picture. I thought it was an Instagram filter. Okay, so you've set up your profile and things are looking up. You've found a match. Now I think we should get into the chat game. So Kiara, how long do you speak to someone before you meet in real life and how long is too long? So I used to think I needed to chat to a guy for at least a week and then when they asked to organize a date I'd schedule it for the following week and then I think the longer I've been on the dating apps the more I've realized that you actually just need to schedule a date pretty soon on. There's nothing worse than when you build up this expectation of someone in your head and then you go on a date with them and they're just not the type of person you expected because then you're wasting their time and your time as well. So yeah, now I'll just chat to someone for a little bit, try and schedule a date, go on a date with them within that week, see if it's good. If it's good, great, we'll go on another date. If it's not good, Thank you, next. Yeah, as well. I think you always say that thing, oh, like you're not looking for a pen pal. And sometimes I feel like if you talk to someone for too long before that first meeting, then you've run out of things to talk about. You've like gotten through all of the getting to know you sort of um, superficial information, which is what a first date's all about, just getting to know someone. You're going to run out and suddenly like you know each other's deepest, darkest secrets and you've never met. Like I feel like that's a bit much, right? Yeah, I was te literally telling you this yesterday saying, yeah, Maddie, you don't want a pen pal. And... I'm exposing you a little bit. A guy stopped talking to you and said, you know, I'll text you in a few days when it's the day of our date. And you were a bit concerned about that. And I actually said, no, you don't want to talk to him a bit longer because then you'll find out everything about him. You'll build up your expectations. You won't have anything to talk about on the date. And this was your date last night. And I'm pretty sure you had a good time. So I pat myself on <laughs> the back. Didn't expose me. <laughs> the date went well, guys. No, but I, yeah, as Kiara said, I was worried at first that he, him saying, oh, yeah, I'll talk to you later in the week is like, oh, I literally just can't be bothered talking to you right now. But like, as you said, it's actually a good thing because then it builds up excitement for when you do meet the person. Something else that's super important to talk about when you're like in the middle of the chat phase of the, of the online dating experience is that 
obviously chemistry and banter is super important and I'm sure it's important in so many relationships and I feel like it's sort of hard to know um, if you have that in person if you've been speaking online for too long because I feel like if you're speaking with someone online you can there's obviously a delay between how messages work unless you're like responding back rapid fire um like Maddie and I yeah pretty much but if there's like an hour or two in between different messages people have time to sort of like wait and think of a witty response I'm the first person to admit that if I don't know what to say I will send it to Maddie (laughs) or Maddie will send it to me and I'll say what do I reply yeah that's so true get the help of your friends because they can be lifesavers sometimes I mean yes I agree but then if you're on the actual date or gone out with someone for a coffee you can't just quickly text your friend and say oh he just said what's my favorite coffee and then think about a reply like that's a weird example but like yeah it is a weird example (laughs) I I was trying to just think I was like I don't know but you can't just you know you have to be authentic and be yourself meeting in person gives you the opportunity to have like a true reflection of that person there's no like editing of their words there's no thinking of like trying to make the best response it's like not a curated version of their personality it's their real raw personality and as we said if you've been talking to someone for two weeks before you meet them and you've built up this expectation of the kind of person they are and then that doesn't translate into real life that's gonna suck and feel like such a waste of time so basically the moral of this whole thing is like try getting a date early I think that's our advice not too early make sure you like the person and stuff but then maybe after a couple of days maybe a week we would get a date set up right we don't want a pen pal so (laughs) a bit of a side note Maddie but I think it's quite funny to add and I'm sure all these listeners are gonna love some cheeky tea from me but basically sometimes you want to make sure the person you're talking to is a real person they're not a catfish which means they could be hiding behind another person's photo or identity So I was talking to this guy and I think he only had like two photos on his profile and he didn't have many prompts. So I jokingly asked him for a photo of him holding a spoon or a random object to make sure he was a real person and wasn't just taking these photos from someplace online. Oh my God, of course you would do that. I absolutely love that. I mean, it was very much a joke, but he actually sent me back a photo of him holding a spoon. So in that same jokey sense, I replied saying, you know, you could have always had this photo of you holding a spoon, very much as a joke. And I think he sent me like three more photos of him holding a spoon in different ways, just so that I could, I guess, realize he was a normal person. Yeah, because everyone casually has photos and selfies of them holding a spoon, just hanging out in their camera roll. Totally, Kiara. But I remember sending these to Maddie, like laughing my head off. I know. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This guy has a cutlery fetish or something like that. Look, um, needless to say, it didn't eventuate into anything. Thank but God. like, I now know this guy's a real person. So that's cool. I mean, yeah, there's a cheeky tip. Ask someone to pose with a spoon if you think they're a catfish. Dude, oh my God. Did you know that you can like swipe left on Tinder and that means you're not into the guy? I thought you had to meet up with every of options so maddie one of the great things that i found about online dating is that we get to meet people that we wouldn't necessarily cross paths with in our normal everyday lives so it really opens up this dating pool i know i've spoken to people i wouldn't necessarily go for in everyday life and they've actually worked out really well so i feel like online dating has really helped bring people together yeah but to be honest i guess the flip side of that is that 
the apps do facilitate this grass is always greener mentality because I feel like we are always looking for the next best thing because we just have this endless supply of people swipe after swipe after swipe and I was reading this thing where they said online dating has basically transformed the dating scene into this endless virtual marketplace where people are basically almost shopping for each other I mean if you think about it the the makeup of these online apps is not dissimilar to online shopping if you think about it yeah exactly in that sense I know there's some online fashion stores sorry just for like a little tangent where you can actually now swipe left and right on the clothing and it goes wow I don't know how you haven't done this it goes into like your wish list and in that sense it's a really quick way to go through people which is kind of sad yeah and even like this whole idea of the fact that you want your shopping to be quick people sort of want their dating to be quick too I mean we live in such a time poor society and I feel like with this sort of like this swipe swipe looking for the best thing mentality um it's definitely easier for people to maybe not attach emotionally to other people and it makes makes us treat people almost as if they're disposable a bit like as you said the the products in an online shopping trolley something like that so I guess in that sense I mean we were talking about this the other day you do have to be really resilient if you are on these apps and you are going on dates with people and I guess also you just have to be aware that sometimes people aren't thinking about you they are thinking about themselves yeah and I think we have to acknowledge that people will be talking to multiple people at once. Oh, definitely, like 100%, at least in the beginning for sure. I think because people are made to feel as if they're so disposable and we have this sort of like approach to dating now, I think there is a lot of bad etiquette and sort of... Bad behaviour maybe. Bad behaviour that does stem from online dating, which we're going to get into now. Hey! Hi. I feel like you've been avoiding me. <laughs> Did you lose your phone, your computer, your ability to hear your doorbell? So something that I'm really passionate about to discuss is this idea of ghosting, which some of you may have heard already. Maddie and I are definitely familiar with it, but it's basically when you're talking to someone and then all of a sudden it's like they fell off the face of the earth. You don't hear from them. Maybe they've blocked you. They're just not responding to your messages. And it absolutely sucks. I've only been ghosted once before, not actually someone I met online, but someone who I was pretty close to at the time and I mean I knew it wasn't going to work out because we lived in different countries and we were at very different life stages um, but even so it still feels like shit when it happens and I think one of the reasons it sucks so much is that you just don't get any sense of closure and you feel like you've done something wrong because you can be chatting away to someone having a yay old time and then suddenly there's just no explanation as you said they fall off the face of the earth. Hey guys, this is actually Maddie from the future. That's right, I've jumped back in the closet and I wanted to bring you a little update because let the record show that I've actually now been ghosted twice. That's right, people, ghosted again. Um, this time it was with an online date. It was the one that Kiara and I were talking about at the very beginning of the episode. We ended up going on three dates and then after the third one, poof, I was ghosted. And it's actually quite funny because after the date, I just had this weird intuitive feeling that this guy was going to ghost me. I just sort of knew. It's really bizarre because I'd never like experienced that before, that feeling of, oh, like, ugh, I kind of feel like this goodbye is sort of like a rejection, but not quite because he said he'd message. So yeah, I wanted to just quickly pop in and share my thoughts on that because now I've got this experience. But um, 
yeah no i think after three dates someone owes you a message i don't think they owe you an explanation i don't really expect a message saying hey this is why i'm not feeling it but i'm expecting a message like hey um it was great getting to know you but i'm not really sure i'm feeling it like i was about to say best of luck with your future endeavors but that sounds way too formal yeah just something especially when he did say i'll text you which is just we all know means i'm never gonna text you like fuck off people just have to be a bit more honest and just not think that everyone's gonna get so offended because i'm not gonna get offended it's just like the right thing to do the decent thing to do so anyway that's my little ramble and now let's jump back into the episode So speaking of closure, this isn't actually my story, but this guy I was talking to from an online dating app, he'd mentioned that he'd be on 12 dates with this same girl and, you know, they were really hitting it off. Time and effort had been clearly spent on each other. There were real feelings that had been shared. Like, I think after 12 dates, it kind of seems sort of authentic and meaningful. 12 dates is heat. Like, that's crazy. I feel like... Yeah. That sounds like a couple months going because most people go on maybe one, maybe two dates a week. Yeah, in the beginning it definitely starts off like one date a week, then it might go up to double. So that would have been like a substantial amount of time, right? 12 dates. Yeah, and then he told me that after 12 dates, this girl, at least she had the etiquette to say it, but she said she wasn't feeling it anymore, like just over text. And look, I'm glad that this girl didn't ghost because here's where I'd say ghosting just really can't go on. But yeah, I mean, some people just don't get closure from these online dating platforms. And as you said before, I mean, people are kind of disposable. I know we were like bagging on ghosting and saying how terrible it was, but I'm going to be a little bit of a hypocrite here. I have ghosted people before. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think there are instances where ghosting is totally okay and you're not in the wrong whatsoever. So I think, first of all, when you're speaking to someone online that's sort of the beginning stages of getting to know someone and I think if you haven't actually met the person in real life before and you've just been talking to them online you don't necessarily owe them anything I know that sounds bad like in terms of like the question of what do we owe each other but I think if you've never met someone before you don't need to suddenly send them a big essay saying hey I'm so sorry I don't think it's going to work out between us because it's almost like an unnecessary breakup before you've even been dating and it's almost like you're jumping to conclusions like the other person could be feeling the same way. I actually haven't told you this Maddie but I had a guy one time that I think I'd gone on two dates with and I wasn't feeling it and he sent me like a mini essay about how he didn't want to pursue the relationship and I definitely wasn't feeling that serious about him and It was a bit weird or a bit of a shock to me that he'd sent me this whole thing trying to end our relationship. That hadn't even started. It was almost comical. And I think everyone just knows when you're online dating, you're talking to lots of people, you're weeding out the people that you aren't compatible with. So it's just a natural part of the process to sort of let some of them drop. Um, Another circumstance where I do think it's okay to go someone is if they've like seriously disrespected you in some way or done something super inappropriate. So like I was speaking to a guy and he just got like super inappropriate really quickly, like sending me messages that I just did not ask for or did not sort of initiate or want in any kind of way. And it made me feel so uncomfortable. So I did not feel any sort of need to send him a message saying, hey, you're making me feel so uncomfortable. Stop. I just knew it was a block delete at that moment like that's my opinion i agree a hundred percent i also don't think it would have hurt to say this is disgusting don't send me and then blocked him as well oh yeah true i guess so but you also don't need to give him that explanation either like you need to do what's best for you something else that i thought we should talk about 
that I actually think is worse than ghosting is this idea of breadcrumbing, which Kiara, I know you've experienced a bit more than me. So did you want to sort of get into that? Yep. So basically breadcrumbing is that concept where people drop little breadcrumbs along the way. Do you know that little metaphor? Oh, like Hansel and Gretel. Like Yeah. So it's basically stringing you along for attention or for some sense of power, but there's no real intent behind it. Yeah. So for me, I was speaking to this one guy and there was a lot of potential going on there and we kept setting dates to see each other. Yeah, but, I remember this one. Yeah, I was pretty excited by him. Yeah, you were like, hey, he seems really nice. Like, the chat is good. His profile's great. Like, it really was on the way to setting up a date. Yeah, so we just kept cancelling on each other. There was just roadblocks among roadblocks. And we'd been talking, and then it just sort of faded out. We haven't spoken since. And look, to be fair to this guy, like, we don't know. Maybe there were, like actual obstacles where like okay he literally couldn't meet up because of this reason or that reason but some people that are using the apps are literally just swiping for the dopamine hit and just getting matches and receiving flirty texts that's just what they want but they've got no real intention of ever meeting up or ever actually pursuing anything real um and that in that sense they are really wasting your time and that is especially true right now because of COVID, like people have been feeling way more isolated and really lonely. So they've been turning to these apps in order to get attention, to feel closeness to another person, but without, as we said, actually intending on pursuing anything and actually ever meeting up with anyone. Yeah. One of my guy friends, he told me that when he wants to feel more confident, he'll actually just wait for, I guess, the likes or the you know, the matches to pile up. It's almost like getting likes on Instagram. It's just like the dopamine hit of, ooh, like... Validation. The validation, that's exactly what it is. Like, how many people find me attractive? It doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. Never even going to talk to them. Well, I kind of hope it's a guy because there's literally zero good guys here. I need to meet, like, real men in real life that Mm. I don't work with. What? That I don't, like, work it with. You know? Totally. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so pretend you're talking to someone and they didn't ghost you, they didn't breadcrumb you, it's going great, and you've scored a date. Woohoo! You're Yay. off the app. <laughs> now you're actually meeting up in person. So I thought maybe now we could share some of our worst dating experiences that have come out from online dating. Maybe even some of the icks we've experienced, some of the deal breakers, just some of those really cringe stories that I know people definitely want to hear. So for all you listeners, the ick is that sudden cringe feeling that immediately turns you off a person. And it's not a deal breaker, but it's just like they do something and for everyone it's different. Like maybe they hold their cutlery wrong and you're just like, ugh can't do it like they hold their cutlery wrong i hold my cutlery wrong i only this is actually such a tangent has nothing to do with online dating but it's actually quite funny i hold my knife and fork in the wrong hand and my parents didn't actually realize until late into my teens and they were like oh my god what are you doing and i'm like I'm, I'm eating. I think I was like using the knife in the wrong hand or something. See, I don't even know which hand it's meant to be. And they were like, why are you doing it like that? And I said, that's how I use my knife and fork. And they freaked out. They were like, oh my God, our child is broken. She doesn't know how to use cutlery. She's never going to go on a date, which was just so funny. How have I not realized this before? Like that's one of my icks. It's one of those things that when you see it, it's like you won't unsee it. Maddie, like I'm actually shocked. I wish these listeners could see my face right now. I know you are actually shocked. You had no idea I was going to say that. Like I can't believe it. Like that would be an ick for me. Like, so yeah, Maddie, 
Oh. I've got the ick for you. We oh. can't date. Oh no, what a shame. I'm so <laughs> heartbroken. So my icks are going to sound super hypocritical, but it's either the guy who comes on way too strong, who is way too obsessive, is just super in your face, or it's the guy that's too obsessed with himself. He's looking at himself, only gives a shit about himself. And I think in both instances, it's quite interesting. Neither really cares about getting to know me as a person, which might actually be why I find it so off-putting. They're the two extremes, but Maddie, bringing you back to your first point about guys that come on too strong, I know you have a cheeky story that you were telling me before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, so I was talking to a guy on one of the apps, um, and then we transitioned the conversation from the app to another social media platform. And we were talking for a little bit, but I just wasn't really feeling it. Anyway, he ended up sending me a message saying, hey, like, I'm deleting social media. Here's my number if you want to call me and chat, but, like, I'm deleting this social media app. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, he had said something about he was doing a social media detox or some bullshit like that anyway um two days later by the way the whole time that um he was supposedly on this social media detox his green his little green light was still on he was still on this app and then he messaged me back a few days later like hey how's it going and I said um hey what happened to deleting the app and he was like oh I had to reinstall it because you didn't message me like I didn't text him and I was like oh yeah it, it's it's a lot it, he clearly you know, pulled this whole little stunt just to get you to message him and it backfired and he sounds a bit weird. I love that you call it a stunt. Like, look, I who knows? Maybe he was having a social media detox. Oh, let's, no. let's give this kid the benefit of the doubt. Called out. Called out. Your active sign was on. You didn't delete it. You literally only did it for this one girl to message you. What is going on here? I know. I remember you told me one about um a guy that you went on a date with, like, literally, like, a couple of weeks ago that sort of gave you the ick, right? Yeah, it was a bit weird. So it was on our first date, and we were just chatting about, you know, random things, and then he brought up his future, and I was like, that's cool, you know, it's good to have goals, ambitions, tell me about your future. But he didn't start talking about his future, he started talking about our hypothetical future. Wait, so not his future your future together as a couple on your first date right yeah so oh, wow <laughs> he brought it into our hypothetical future and told me he wanted six kids with me <laughs> wait he said with you are you joking like i think he said it in a joking way but there's a little bit of truth to every joke people there well, always it gave is me the, it gave me the ick yeah which is funny as well because that's the kid that actually ghosted you this is bad why should she steer clear of me when I'm one of the most genuine guys in the house? Like, you're so overly nice that it can be too much for some girls. I mean, Angie told me she doesn't want a guy that's needy, and I went, I just feel like Jamie would be the guy. I've been literally thrown under the bus. Okay, pretend you didn't get the ick. The date is going really well. You want to keep it going really well. What is your thoughts on um, sort of the payment on the first date? Like, do you split? Do you, does the like what's what do you think is the the right call especially on a first date so i'm a big advocate for splitting splitting the bill but i also agree with the idea that whoever's asked the other person on a date should be the one to offer to pay 
Right. So yeah. yeah, it's not for me. It's not on genders. I think that's a really old school thing. Although some people still think about chivalry and you know the man pain and whatever each to their own. But for me, if I've asked a guy out or if a guy's asked me out, I think whoever asked the other person out should at least offer. But then again, I am into splitting, so I'll say you can get this round of drinks. I'll get the next one. Or so I think what's a bit underrated though is maybe like a walking date. Oh, I really like that. So I know we're talking about pain on the first date. But we don't actually need a splurge. Like, there's no need to actually pay on these first dates when you're just trying to get a sense of that person. You don't need to splash all this money on someone. Yeah, it's also especially hard if you are going on lots and lots of dates and they're not sort of eventuating into anything. It can get really pricey if you are sort of taking someone out every weekend. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, if you're meeting someone in the day, you know, they're in a natural setting, you know, maybe they're not all glammed up, maybe they don't have, you know, they haven't had a drink, they're just their authentic self you can go on a walk with them or meet them at a cafe if you want to spend a bit on coffees and just get to know the person yeah if it goes well maybe you can turn it into a lunch or a dinner depending on the time of day yeah i i do agree though with the the walking date it's great because say you're not vibing the person you can sort of like leave after maybe half an hour 45 minutes and it's not weird it's not like you've left someone at like a date at a restaurant like a half an hour walk is a solid amount of time you're chatting you're walking i mean like i think that's a really great one. I've never done that before, but I'm going to take you up on that advice. Hey, go on a walking date. Anyone want to go on a walking date with Maddie, guys? <laughs> Hit her up. <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of great dates, maybe we should transition in to talking about some of our best dating experiences, because I know we're sick of the fatigue of the ghosting and the flaking and the breadcrumbing and all the shitty parts of online dating. But I mean, it can also be really great. And I have had some really, really great experiences so maybe we could share, like, give a little peek behind the curtain on some of some of our successes, even if we haven't necessarily found success just yet. Maddie, why don't you start? You sound like you have a really good story here. Oh, um, I'm nervous that this person may be listening. Hey, how are you going? Oh, he definitely is. I know he is. But no, this was one of, I've been on a few great dates, but I'll share this one because I think it's just like a good idea if anyone is looking for some fun date ideas. But this guy, one of his... um hobbies was cocktail making so what we did is we set up like a little picnic at a park just by the beach he bought drinks so he brought like some mason jars with all different alcohols and he even brought like all the equipment i'm not quite sure of the terminology of it but like the things that used to shake it do you know the and the the pourers and the shakers wow someone's gonna be screaming at me right now being it's called this but anyway um so he brought all the drinks i brought the snacks so that sort of like made it sort of even in the payment thing that we were talking about before and it was super chilled and relaxed and I think a first date is all about getting to know someone anyway so I really enjoyed that one so if you're listening hey great date so I'm going to share my first date story because I think they're the most fun getting to know someone first dates are really fun yeah they really are so this was a bit forward but the guy asked me actually for dinner which usually I don't recommend because it's not an easy an easy way out but we'd been chatting for a while wait you did dinner on a first date that's I know. so risky I know. no that's actually so risky I would never yeah it was a bit controversial but controversial. We'd, <laughs> we'd been chatting for a while and um I just got a really good vibe and I'm actually happy I just followed my heart on this one because we went for dinner and it was actually a really great time you know we were just laughing chatting he actually rocked up to the date with um 
I really like Vegemite, and he rocked up to the date with a little tub of Vegemite. Oh, that's really cute. It was a really sweet gesture. Was it the squeezy ones, or was it, like, the tub? The little like, tub, a little right? tub. And it was actually really cute. I was really impressed already, and we'd been chatting for a little while, which I actually don't recommend because you don't want a pen pal, but whatever it happened, we went for dinner, and we were actually having such a nice time that we went for drinks after, and then the place actually shut, so we went for a walk, so it was actually a really long day, like six hours or so. And we went on quite a few dates after that. It didn't really eventuate into anything, but it's a great memory and we had a really nice time. So although we just told you don't do dinner, I mean, I did it. It worked out really nicely. So, you know, take what you want from this episode. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think that is a perfect way to end the episode. Kiara, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you for spilling the tea, exposing some of your stories. And even though it hasn't worked out for us yet... That's okay, because we have each other, and that was so cringe and cheesy, but that had to be the ending. Well, Maddie, we always have the Bachelor series and roses and chocolates, so stay tuned. I think there's another one coming up. Can't wait. Thank you so much for listening to Babbles with Besties. Please subscribe if you haven't already, and if you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please leave me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. I'll be babbling in your ears next week with another bestie. Bye.